Here we go. Episode 14. Hoop call. Hoop nation stand up. We've missed you. Let's wait for the signature drop. There we go. There we go. Welcome to the hoop call. The UK voice for all things NBA. We're back again. It's trade deadline day. It's trade deadline day. Honestly, you know, things may pop off mid-pod. So we'll see how we go. But lots to discuss. Gang, you guys all here, yeah? Who we got first? We got Ollie in the building. Say what up. What's up, Doc? Thanks for having us back. You're welcome. You're welcome. Tobes, signify another classic for us. Howdy, all my gentlemen. Howdy, all my people. Ready for another classic. <laughs> another hip hop classic. K Dot. Sure, we have a lot to say today. Oop, 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 oop. There he is. K Dot the Baptist, Hoop Nation. You've been summoned. Right, just to remember podcast at thehoopcall.com to get in touch. If you just want to holler at us via phone, 07379 528 and it's at the hoop call on socials so there we go so let me just show the music right one enjoyable thing about being the executive producer is that i get to choose where we go whether we go east first or whether we go west there's a lot to talk about either way i'm gonna say let's go Let's go East. Now, gentlemen, firstly, I want to take a second just to say devastation for Lamelo Ball. Shout out to him. Prayers up. Looks like he's going to be, looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season with a scaphoid fracture. I've actually done a breakdown video on my YouTube channel if anyone's interested. We'll post it on the IG channel. But yeah, that's a big shame. I don't know. Ollie was particularly devastated. So that's a big loss for the Eastern Conference. However, there is some good news with the Eastern Conference. Now check this. Firstly, standings. Philadelphia 76ers, fair play to them. I thought they'd be off top a while ago, but they are still the number one seed. One game back is the Brooklyn Nets in the two seed. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks in the third seed. Atlanta, ATL in the building in the fourth seed. Charlotte Hornets holding it down in fifth. The Miami Heat in sixth, the New York Knicks in seven, and the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics in the eighth seed. To be fair, I've got to be a fair guy, and I've got to say this: the Eastern Conference, most of the teams in playoff contention are at fifty and above, the exception being the Boston Celtics, and I think we'll have to come back to them. Boys, I wanted to talk to you guys about something. And it's mainly focused on the top three. Now check this. Philadelphia's last 10. 9-1 with a win streak of three. Brooklyn Nets last 10. 8-2. and two. Milwaukee Bucks last 10. 9-1. The elite teams in the East. For, for all my criticism of the East, the elite teams in the East are showing out. I wanted to know, you know, we've talked about we've talked about the those teams quite a lot, Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn. But I wanted to kind of know you seen anything changing? Um, you know, what excites you about these teams? Anything you thought noticed over this run? 
Because we are post All-Star break now. Stuff means something in the basketball world. So I don't know if anyone's got any comments on the Bucks to start off with. The Bucks I'm interested in because we've all slept on them. Yeah, um, I think out of the ones who sort of made the leap the most, or I think they've kind of put themselves into a bit more con- um, contention, is, is the Bucks. Um, I think especially like in the last sort of maybe sort of like five games, especially with Drew Holiday as well. He kind of looks like that guy, that, you know, that second player that Giannis wanted on top of sort of like the defense that he brings as well. Looking real tidy. And Giannis, I don't know if it's, you know, it's, he, he won't win it. It'd be an M, uh, MP, uh, MVP <laughs> fatigue, but he's just, he is, a beast, know, is he man. better this season? Is he getting better every season? It, that's that's he just his thing. Isn't un, it? Unplayable. He is. He is unplayable. A... And and also with um, the Bucks bringing in PJ Tucker as well. Um, he's not taking a lot of shots. Not really doing that much on offensively because I don't think they really need to. But what he's doing defensively um, is, is is helping him a lot basically. So and I think he's going to be a big asset when it comes to to the playoffs as well he's been there plenty of times got not obviously not to the final finals but you know in, enough with the rockets when when they had well, I mean, he, and, and harden as well flamed, so. he's flamed uh, out he's flamed out in the yeah. second round plenty of times that you he'll fit bucks culture well um yeah so he was he was he was doing poorly at the rockets initially this season but um you know we've discussed about how a player can be on a on a losing team could affect them and then being moved on to you know, a better team could could re- rejuvenate them. So I think that's what's happened here as well. Okay, straw poll, guys. Is anyone here believing in the Bucks to even get to the conference finals? Quietly, I'm impressed. I think I think the the PJ Tucker thing has instilled them with a bit more drive. Like um, there were a lot of quotes coming out. Like Giannis was like, "Oh, this guy's amazing. I'm so happy. I don't have to guard him anymore." And PJ Tucker said the same thing back. I'm so happy I don't have to guard oh, you. Or whatever. No. Before before I, I had them pegged below the Philadelphia Sixers. Now even with Embiid, I think they can take them. Okay, okay. You see now that now that is the take. That's I see. I like that you you've you've put yourself out there. You're saying that you think Milwaukee are on the level of Philly. Yeah, yeah. If you had to yeah, back definitely. yourself. All right, okay. Definitely. Peter, I'm going to bring that to you then. Philly next, as we talk, we're talking about the top three. Philly next. They they for all the talk about Brooklyn, to be fair to Philly, they are still top. I literally said about four weeks ago they will not be top of the Eastern Conference and they're still top. You were happy with lots of stuff you were seeing in Philadelphia, including the coaching, um, how the GM's working. So with all that in mind, do you agree with Tobes? Sadly I do. Um, oh really? You know, I do I do I, I do agree. That, you know? I guess I'm a I'm a process guy, and I think that they um, they've done really well to to sort of maintain that. You know, they, as you said, they've done and won in in the last ten games, which is phenomenal, especially uh, with Embiid being out. I think that again, uh, kudos to to Coach Rivers. He's really galvanised the group, um, and he's he's made sure that defensively they still have that sort of tough yeah. grit, um, hustle all of those intangibles that you need on the def- defensive side of the floor, they, um, you know, they, they, they're not giving up, they're giving up um, t- 
tough layups, tough shots. Um, and they're sort of um, rolling behind their their superstar, um, Ben Simmons. I think it's nice. Oh, Ben Simmons. You, you've given yeah. Ben Simmons a superstar tie. Yeah, he, he is. He is. I mean, we, we, we all know that. Obviously, he has, like a, he has a massive flaw, but Jack. I think that he's, he's, not, he's, <laughs> he's not asking him to be anything that he's not. And I think that what he does is so effective at. So why would nah, you? He's good. He's, he's very good. He's why, very yeah, good. Yeah. Why would you do? Why would you try and change him? Um, but yeah, I do think that Milwaukee have edged closer towards the Philadelphia 76ers and closed that gap. Okay, fair enough. So we got we got Philly and Milwaukee at a level. I think we've all already set. Oh, yeah. You agree, Toes? Oh, I just wanted to say. We touched on it last week. Tobias Harris is still balling. Yeah, I think this is doing him good. The same yeah. way Philly get, uh, sorry, the Bucks have got a little bumper from PJ coming. I think internally the Philly roster are enjoying this time without Embiid because they're winning, like you say, they're winning without him. And Tobias Harris is taking this kind of yeah. I'm, I'm liking role. the way he's playing. I'm really liking the way he's playing. Okay, with all that having been said, I think. We yeah. all still agree that Brooklyn is still the team to beat. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Right, okay. So that having been said, right, we spoke yesterday about how they're so good, even without KD, and some, and even without Kyrie. You see the stat line Harden put up yesterday? I think it was yesterday against the um, Portland Trailblazers. 17 assists, 7 rebounds, 20-odd points. Who does that? So we all agree Brooklyn are, Brooklyn are the team to beat. I got I got two questions I want to ask all three of you. Yeah, firstly, on a team level, if you look at that top three in the East, would you fancy them over the top three in the West? I was thinking about this the other day. K dot, uh, with everyone being healthy, everyone healthy, yeah, everyone healthy, but the current top three as it is. That's a good question, actually. Um, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, I'll actually, take them. I think I'd... I would. Yeah, I'll take them. Ollie, you'd be sweat. Uh, you, think, you think those clips, do you think those, your clips could be any of those three teams? Yeah, it could be anyone. Oh, here we go. Here we <laughs> go. Okay. Before about, I Don't... think the, the, the Nets have, have the worst matchup against the Lakers, potentially, or the Bucks, maybe. But I'm just going to leave that now. You can stuff the Lakers. <laughs> We'll it's alright man Because technically They're not even in top three anyway Yeah exactly so. They're not in They're not in it's, 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 <laughs> Yeah exactly So don't, don't worry about us I'm saying late The Clippers are in it Utah are in it And what is it The Suns None of those None of those three Utah Phoenix And the Clippers Aren't beating any of those three In the East That's my honest opinion As of right now I've been so impressed With the top three in the East That's, that's my ge- genuine Genuine opinion Secondly I know you guys Didn't prep for this But I was thinking this as well this is just like a little therapy session. I was thinking this, yeah. If you deep it, really, is there a question of saying Harden is better all time than KD? If you think about it, when he gets chips, man, then it's not going to be. Mate, come on. The team's KD has been on. You can't do that to him. You Why can't, I can't? In Why terms, can't I? Because I'm thinking in terms of, you know, everyone's like, oh, KD's a scoring, this, that, and ever. I don't think there's, <laughs> come on, man. No one can see Harden when it comes to scoring. I'll, I'll and then you see he drops into, to, um, KD's never done it on his own. KD's never had to do it on his own. He's, ne- he's never had to, but 
He got his two chips at Golden gone. State. I, I, I just would. don't. I'm not sure what KD's proved that Harden hasn't. You know, I mean, I don't think I don't see what KD's proved over Harden. No, you, you forget. You forget, baby KD, where he literally led the lead in scoring. Like I know everything that James Harden's done. Harden's been doing that. And he, small, small, in a smooth, smooth way. Outrageous statistics, everything. But what? one thing, one thing I say, I was listening to uh, Mike Greenberg show. And Charles Barkley, he loves a hot take too. And he was saying that James Harden is the greatest offensive player in the history of NBA. Um, I don't know how... I mean, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago of pure scorers. I can I can uh, see why you would say that, but... Yeah, I know. It, it was classic, like, clickbait and stuff. And, you know, Ch- Chuck loves the, the crazy takes. But this is what I mean. What I'm trying to say is you're not alone in your thinking. In the, oh, a lot of people you. in the media thank you, thank and, you, and, the, and the NBA world are, are having these discussions. Um, I still, for me, personally, I still, I still just... They, they're, they're both amazing scorers and they score in different ways. But I just feel like KD, when on the eye test, when you watch him, it just looks so much more like natural. He just scores yeah, when you're even, When like, you're seven foot with a ten foot wingspan, nice. though. And... and and the difference thing is he's got that clay element to him. And by that clay element, I mean he can score with very few touches. What's Jimmy H doing? Bat, 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 yeah, through the legs is... like 20,000 cool. times. Shift, go, shift, go, yeah, but, shift, Yeah, but go. the thing like, is, KD, yeah, but KD couldn't, do, couldn't play like Harden, though. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't I think mean, KD I don't I think KD would struggle if his usage had to be like you know 33 34 35 36 percent he's been playing with MVPs for the last like five years there, there was there was a period of time being an OKC fan I remember this now I don't know the splits and averages off head there was a period of time when Russell Westbrook went out because he, he got his he had the mask thing right he yeah. got hit in the face and he was out for bare games and KD carried that team and honestly it was a pleasure to watch. It wasn't triple-double territory, but he was like doing the cool 37, 7 and 4 and it was just like mad. So I, I think he's got the means, but like you say, you only, you only react to the environment you're in. So K-Dot, come on, you, you must be on my... A Harlem Heat, surely, you've got to come through for me. Okay, and think about it as well. You have to take into account their assist element as well. KD could never dream of a 17 assist game. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Miami Heat, brother. Uh, you're Ray J, or, um <laughs> Whether you're Stevie J or Booker T, I think I agree with you because I, I actually think that um, putting rings aside, which is going to be very difficult, I think the fact that he's able to score on this on that elite level and actually distribute the ball the way he does, the fact that he's he kind of left his ego in Houston. That's the thing, and got a, and got a six pack in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and he's making sure that that team is still relevant on his own without KD and Kyrie. Bro. Um, yeah, I just think that what more do you want from us? What more do you want from an NBA player? If you had to construct a point guard, you'd want you'd want him. You'd want him to to in equal amounts to have to be a great ball handler, a great um, a great distributor, a great three point shooter. Um, yeah, man. And get to the three point line. Uh, get to the free throw line. Sorry. Um, so I think that, yeah, he's, he's absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I do think that it might, it might sound blasphemous to some, but Chuck is not far wrong that he, if you, if you had to really deep it and really sit down and really look at it, that like with the MJs of the world, yes, the scoring in bunches and stuff was 
was unbelievable. But the assist numbers are just insane in themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he's getting he's he's basically Ricky Rubio and um, he's Ricky Rubio and um, Steph Curry one body. I mean, what I mean, what more do you want? Mate, you can't you can't you can't ask for more, Ollie. Ollie, I know I know I think you'll disagree with me because you normally go with your Dudley boy brother. But just think about it this way: for, I would never have said this three months ago, but I like the fact that he's gone to a. Remember what everyone was like, oh, if if Harden, if so-and-so had the same green light that Harden did, oh, his, his numbers are inflated, this, that, and the other. I love the fact he's come to another team where he was supposed to be maybe second, third, worst player. And second, third, best player, sorry. And look what he's doing. For me, that's proved to me what I needed to, to see from him. I don't really see what KD has proven in his career over what Harden has proven. If we take into account, I don't want to be that guy, and I do respect KD, but come on now. With that with that Golden State Warrior team, any half-decent small forward would have taken them over the top. Okay. You put Vooch in that team, he takes them over the top. Tobes, he takes them over the top. He does. He adds a bit of... He, he adds size I'll let, I'll and let scoring. Answer, but, but the way you phrase that question, I have a simple answer. I have a simple answer to this, but Oli, you go first. Don't, and Sorry, don't talk to you about clutch. Don't talk to you about clutch because KD blew his own free one lead. KD blew his own free one lead. Yeah, and I'm saying KD, KD, KD melted down in the playoffs. I, I don't ask me ask me this question when 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 the season's over. I'm not I'm not going to ju- what Harden's doing. What Harden's doing now? He is. I've, I've got him near the top of the MVP in the oh, MVP running. Harsh man. But what is what is James Harden known for? Not producing in the okay, time when okay. it matters. Right, 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 right. Disagree. The t- when in what, the- what did what did Stephen A. Smith say? Yeah, he, okay. And he had an APB out for him, but everyone's had their meltdowns. Every star has every, every, not, 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 not KD. <laughs> KD's had his meltdowns. Did K- your OKC KD had a- kills it in the playoffs? Huh? What, what happened no, no. is that three one lead before he went to Golden State, Tobes? You he's see, you see the energy, no, no. K dot. You see the energy. He's still, no, he's still average crazy numbers. You know what he averaged? He averaged L's. <laughs> and James Harden. He, he was three one up against the Golden State Warriors. He lost. He the, joins them. Against the Clippers as well. What about the Clippers? All I'm saying is the playoff in the playoff run. Harden's playoff. Uh, <laughs> in the playoffs, <laughs> KD that. performed well. KD, yeah, but mate, it's. It's fantastic performing well against the unanimous two-time MVP and the greatest... Two-time finals MVP. Yeah, but mate, he was going to... Anyone can do that for the Golden State Warriors. I'm sorry, bro. Curry can't, apparently. No, with, if you have Curry and you add another superstar, even, even way off P would have done it. Would have taken him over the top. They were too good. They were the greatest team. Of, they're the greatest regular team. Paul oh George will have one bad game. <laughs> oh, you talk about Paul George ain't in this discussion. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't abide it. I can't. I can't abide this because people are so quick to forget KD's shortcomings. There's a reason why KD's not in the goat conversation. He had. He's had short shortcomings of his own. And he went to Golden State and he got two rings. Watch, watch Blake Griffin get three rings at the, at the Brooklyn Nets and people be like, oh, is he the best power forward of all time? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, obviously, the other, the other game, he'd made like a full court dive for the ball. I was just like, 
<laughs> bro, come on, man. Yeah, he must have had like his special disability parking space when he was in Detroit. <laughs> Mate, they're, coming after, they're coming after. Listen, we'll, we'll have to put a pin in this for now because we'll go we'll go on and on and on. But I'm just saying, I want some respect on Harden's name. I think I don't think KD yet has proven anything that Harden hasn't done. Hard, the way Harden's taken teams, the way Harden's led, you know, sixty plus win teams. On his own, the guy's special. The guy's special, mate. We've won. We've run way over on the Eastern Conference, as always. Um, we're terrible timekeepers, guys. Is what it is. Let's go west. Let Will Smith introduce while I get up the standings. Yes, right. Western Conference. Hello, Utah Jazz. You are number one. Phoenix Suns in number two, the Clippers in number three, the Los Angeles Lakers in number four, the Denver Nuggets in fifth, Portland Trailblazers sixth, San Antonio Spurs seventh, Dallas Mavericks eight. Congrats to all those teams balling out, fighting as hard as they can. So congrats to them. Now, guys, there's one thing I want to talk about and one thing only, and this is my team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Right, okay, let me, if I still got this right. Um, devastation this week. LeBron James, right. <laughs> Why are you getting upset, Oli? LeBron James, right. Um, ankle injury. Seems pretty bad. Got a video on my YouTube channel breaking it down. But I'll be surprised if he's back any earlier than six weeks. And six weeks is optimistic. Um, could be could be longer. Ten weeks, twelve weeks. Don't be surprised. If he's back just before the playoffs, um, depending on you know the state of the ligament, that leaves a lot of uncertainty in the Lakers. And AD don't know when he's going to be back. Said so the same thing. Remember when they said, "Oh, two weeks," and I said to you, "Absolutely no chance." And he might be out all of April, um, at least mid-April. So they got AD out. They got LBJ out. Right. They're in the fourth seed. They they are a nothing team without those two. I think that's fair to say. Lots of Jags and role players. I don't even know if they've got Jags. I think they just go straight to role players, if I'm being honest. Um, my question to you is simple. Look at, look at the standings. Denver Nuggets are now only a game and a half back from the Los Angeles Lakers, right? The Portland Trailblazers are two and a half games back. The Dallas Mavericks... Oh, sorry, I've literally completely ignored the San Antonio Spurs um, for good reason. Um, <laughs> but the Dallas Mavericks, even them, they're only four four games back. Now, if LeBron misses 15, 20 games, and even AD misses 10, 15, 20 games, genuine question, this might sound ridiculous, do you think the Lakers' playoff situation could be in jeopardy? Well, it does. When you put it like that, it does sound crazy. Um, you know, when you've got two two of your main players, uh, your superstars that are out, who are you know miles ahead of, of everyone else miles on the team. Miles ahead. Miles ahead. And you know, when you put everything else into consideration, you're in the West. Um, a lot of the teams that are behind you are starting to catch some heat. They're as decent well. teams. Um, genuinely decent teams. Do I think they missed the, the playoffs? No. 
At the end of the day, it's a different ball game when it comes to the playoffs. So it could work. The only dis- obviously disability would be they could have the Clippers or the Jazz in in the early stages, which is obviously something that I don't want. Right, Tobes. Um, build them on what Ollie says. Right, you you are a resident sort of banker. Um, tell me, would you put a bet on now? Do you think it's a half decent bet to put on? that the Lakers end up in the playing tournament? I'd like more time to analyse the fixtures. <coughs> but <laughs> don't gamble purely on instinct. But, yeah, you know, for the bands, I do have them dropping down to 6th, 7th region. That yeah. would be bad. That would be bad. For all the talk, we don't. Lakers do not want to be wasting time with, with playing tournaments. That's, that's, that's egregious. That's, that's a waste of time, you know what I mean? And then... You just never know, right? It, Bro, I, I sense another it. hurdle for I, them to worry about. You, you don't it. want Dallas and Memphis taking time off you in the playing tournament. It's very you? LeBronish. LeBron, Le, LeBron season always has to have a bit of drama. They call him the drama king, and it always has to have a bit of tribulations, trials, tribulations. Um, it would be, you know, what I mean, it'd be such a LeBron thing to happen. You know, everyone said, "Oh, remember?" Yeah. I remember when we started earlier the season, we were like the Lakers just looked in cruise control. Like, we, they weren't even really trying. AD was playing crap, just beating everyone. And look what's happened now. I don't even think they yeah. could fall. So you reckon they could fall to the six, to six seed? Kader, how, how far do you reckon the Lakers could fall? Um, I think I concur with Toby. Uh, I think that they could drop down to about sixth or seventh. Uh, LeBron James's you know, career is like a Scorsese flick anyway. And I think that <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to um, I think it poses a, a, a larger question is the fact that you want to be the 6th or 7th seed and having to go through the Utahs of the world having to go through the Phoenix Suns or the LA Clippers in the in the sort of preliminary rounds of the playoffs because actually these teams they do take chunks out of you um, and I think that just from a to go down the easiest route that you can to reach um, the NBA finals. So I think that, yeah, I do, I do think it'd be interesting to see where they where they end up. Um, just be, just in terms of when AD and LeBron come back, do you think that just based on where they're seeded or like later on in the year, do you think that they may rush them back? What do you, what do you think? Um, if it's going absolutely beyond tits up, they might. But genuinely, this might sound two things. I, I'm glad you asked me this question because I've got two two responses for this. Number one, I think that if you look at the West, I think unless you get a nice eighth seed, seeds one through seven is going to be a really tough, really tough series anyway. Really, I think every team is pretty difficult. Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, uh, Mavs, Trailblazers, you know, they're all very good teams regardless. So I'm not sure seeding... I don't think has as big an effect as you might think. Whereas in the East, you genuinely can get two buy rounds, essentially, by finishing high up. So I don't think it makes a bigger difference as you might think. And secondly, my take is that, having been a LeBron fan for obviously a while, I think he kind of loves the drama. I think it would invigorate him more if, you know, he was on this MVP run, he goes down... They lose 18 out of the next 24 or something. 
they sneak back in in the eight seed. He does the playing tournament, gets them through, and gets them to the finals. You know, like he did in twenty eighteen, Cavs type thing. They were they were fourth seed. Their team was dead. Everyone saying, "Oh, the Pacers were going to knock them out." And then the then the Raptors. This all this all conquering Raptors team bounced them. Boston bounced them. He loves it. He loves it, mate. Scorsese, Scorsese esque. So I think it might actually invigor- reinvigorate him. I'll ask a question back to you guys. Tobes, you're off mute so you can answer. Who do you think stands to benefit most from these Lakers injuries? Uh, a lot of those teams in that one to eight category are actually getting better. Uh, that's what that's what the Lakers should be scared of. Where you're, you've got your two superstars and, and they can turn on at any time. Well, AD, we've not quite seen it this year. No. He's got credit in the bank. Um, Dallas are motoring. They're getting better. And they've made, they're making moves. I know we'll touch on the trade stuff soon, but they're making moves and they're going to get better. Blazers, Damien's, Damien's not messing around. He's coming and he's coming aggressive. McCollum's finally back. They're, they're getting better. Yeah. Denver Nuggets are playing very well at the moment. Jokic is enhancing his MVP season. They're making moves, getting better. Uh, Phoenix Suns is proving it's not just a stint. They're stabilising. It's very tough right now. Who I think will gain the most are probably the Dallas Mavericks and Denver Nuggets for me. Denver, because they're sitting just below the Lakers right now. Yeah, I think they'll and, and they'll probably overtake you pretty pretty shortly. Uh, and to be honest, they're coming They're coming for the second seed, I think, it, it, depending on how they front it. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. It's, it's only three games between them and, and Phoenix right now. Uh, no, and I the don't. Dallas Mavericks, I think, will try and make an aggressive push to try and miss or get out of this playing tournament. Um, Luca and Porzingis are starting to play pretty pretty well together. So I think they're the two teams. And they're both young as well. So they, they, I think they're trying to make they'll they'll make state statements and benefit from uh, the Lakers. Ollie, hold this take. Yeah, I think the team that should be most worried by this Lakers thing should be the Clippers. Because I, I just got the sneaky feeling it's going to be a uh, a three six matchup, Clippers Lakers first round. You don't want that. You, Potentially. You know you don't want to see I don't see want us. it. I know. Of course I don't. You don't I, want I, I don't want that. No. You don't want to see a hungry you know, LeBron. But if, you, if you're missing AD or LeBron, you know, even if it's for, for one or two games, well, I'll, I'll take us anyway, but especially <laughs> if they're injured. I'm telling you, I think if you're in the top four seeds right now, I think, <laughs> I think if you guys are the top four seeds, you know, Utah, um, Phoenix... Clips, whatever. I think you're gutted right now. I don't think you're as happy as you think yeah, you are because you're like, oh my days! I I had a great season this that, and the other. And I end up with a resurgent Lakers in the first round. Nah, imagine that. It's Phoenix. only it's so, it's it's so close in the West though. Um, we could finish you, in the you know, seed can, and then we bounce can, into we the can have, We can have a talk. Yeah, we could have a talk next week, and the the table could be. All all, all mixed, like mixed up again, basically. So, agreed. And that's why I, I love it. There's not how many games left? About thirty odds. Thirty odds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we still got still got a long way to go. So anything can happen. But it's the way the way it is. I'll, I'll keep the table as is. You know, I wouldn't sniff past it. So, nah, I can. The Lakers are definitely not going to be in that top four without without AD and LeBron for a month. Um, Trust me, the Lakers are going to be that 6th, 7th, 8th seed and it's going to be 
It's going to be peak for the top four. Sorry, guys. Clips, we come in for you first round. That's what I sense. That's what I sense. That's my instincts, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you very much. Now, what you want to talk about? Here comes the money. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Now, gents, I know you guys have been doing your due diligence with regards to the trades. Who's up to date? I'm sure, I guarantee, during this pod, there's been some trades going on. Let us know. Anything going on? Who's watching? I think Ollie's always looking at Woj, Tobes, K-Dot. You're all yeah, quite on the yep. ball. What's going on? Yeah, it's this year. I've been, I've been watching that for some Woj bombs. What's going on? Which, um, yeah, I think we've... I was, I was expecting when I woke up this morning there would be a, a, a plethora of, uh, of of trades going on, which I don't think there was any. Um, but it seems to be as soon as probably about half an hour before we started recording, it just I don't know, just seems to, to have blown up a little bit. Okay, so give us some more um, bombs. We'll go. Uh, oh, I'll, t- I'll touch on some of the main ones, and then I don't know. Guys can jump into if yeah, I've yeah. if I've missed any. One that affects my team is um a trade between us and the hawks no it's one of my one of my all-time favorite clippers um lou will lou will's gone to the hawks for rajan rondo (laughs) (laughs) anyone think that's a That's when if we get playoff if we get playoff run though, then uh, I'll be happy. But if we if we get if we're gonna get regular season run though, like he's been playing at, then then not. But Lou Lou hasn't been great this year. Didn't he drop? I swear he dropped like thirty last night or a couple of nights before or something, didn't he? I mean, you could, you could do that every one one in fifteen games. Then I'm sure a few players could do that at the moment. I cannot believe you're disrespecting yeah, look, Lou Will like this. Looking we need for a point. point. They were looking we for a point. point for like the last three years. <laughs> the fact it was Rondo, meh. That they you know what I mean? Someone to just run the offense. I'd Any rather point. Rondo than freaking George Hill. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, mean, I get Which it. Which seemed to be the only viable option at the time. Playoff Rondo. Yeah, now playoff Rondo was something, but he's something with LeBron. I mean, LeBron, LeJula gets people paid and, and jeweled up. Um, why is he? Why hasn't he done anything for the Hawks this year? Injury, or just uh, sort of just jazz? Doesn't care. Doesn't, doesn't care. Yeah. Fair enough. He's got his thirteen mil. Well, fair enough, mate. Nice. So you're happy with that trade? Um, yeah, I think it. You know, sad to see Lou will go, but I think at the end of the day, it, it helps us in the, uh, especially in the office uh, in in the, in the playoffs as well. So I like to see how. I think it will. I said what I touched on last week's from the, the fluidity in in the offense, and I think Rondo will help that a lot. So yeah, your bench scoring just taking a hit, like a serious hit, blood. Yeah, that is true. But and that was your thing, uh, like last season. You were getting like fifty off the bench regularly. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was his oh, fault. Yeah, see, it, was, it was his fault. It was his fault that you you got bounced. Yeah. It was his fault. He got yeah, 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 yeah. You watch back in them videos, like I did multiple times. <laughs> so your your star hitting the side of a backboard had nothing to do with it, though. 
Oh my god! One <laughs> shot. Right. Time out. Time okay. out. Time okay. out. Okay. Okay. What else we got? 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 All right. Okay. Uh, Denver Nuggets uh, are acquiring Aaron Gordon um, in a deal that involves Gary Harris and a first round pick. Thoughts. It, it, it had a lot of buzz. This this was making the rumor rounds. Um, like in the build in the build up for for Denver, I think it's an adequate move. I think it's an adequate gamble of the dice. Um, Gary Hallett, Gary Harris, he's, he's he was meant to be a piece of them. He's really flopped for the last yeah, two years. He has, yeah, uh, he's yeah. a guy. He's a guy I, I used to watch. I think he could do bits if he develops. You know, no, he's not developing. So I think they've gambled. They're rolling the dice. I think what they're hoping for, they're hoping that. They're hoping what happened to Oladipo with the Thunder happens with Gordon coming over to them. Oh, By so that I mean, develops and it's a fresh, like... yeah. They de- they develop. They come out of their shell, and and he discovers a form and an attacking edge. And uh, everywhere I'm reading, everyone's hyping him up as a as a defender. And apparently, the stats say he's one of the, he's actually one of the better defenders in the league. I, I didn't personally see it, but apparently, statistic- statistically, why Aaron Gordon's yeah, Kayla, very good I agree defender. with you, bro. I agree with you. If you're not yeah, watching on yeah, YouTube, K dot is baffled. I wasn't sure. There's wasn't a stat. Sure, there's I a think... stat for everything. <laughs> yeah, let the numbers. Let the numbers He's do. Probably got the most left-handed um, steals think... in the paint when the clock is between. Yeah, deflections, deflections <laughs> off off the index finger. He leads the league. Um, I think he's there to replace Jeremy Grant. Uh, that kind of four-role. Uh, I mean, let's see. I think it had to happen. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I will be paying attention to this. I want to see if Aaron Gordon doesn't make the most out of this, then his then his career's kaput. Yeah, I think this is his last roll of the dice. So, yeah. agreed. Me and Ollie, me and Ollie weren't excited about this at all. Um, no, don't don't I get the hype he's, he's had Aaron plenty Gordon. of he's had plenty of years to um, to show what he can do. But I want Denver to improve. I like the Joker. I like Denver. I like their project. I want them to improve. I don't know if mm. Aaron Gordon's the guy to take him over the top. Um, I don't know. But, but whatever, man. Whatever. Fair enough. Denver, good luck to you. We got anything else? Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be quite Orlando orientated. Um, what was the next one? The bigger one uh, was for the Bulls are landing Nick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, what do you reckon? From the Chicago. So Chicago, yeah, no, he's going to Chicago for the magic. Made, okay. Yeah, I think Chicago made a made a great move. I think that they've got Larry Markinen over there and Zach Levine, who I think they want to keep happy. Um, I think Levine and Vucevic can make a nice combo down there. I do think that Larry Markkinen has fallen off a little bit. I think a couple of years ago, people were really hot on him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's come across like a bit of a distressed asset now. So I hope that he comes out of his shell um, and sort of essentially makes them a big three. Uh, I do like... <laughs> I, I When I first initially, when initially saw the trade, I did think that it was a bit steep what they gave up. But Vujovic is a great player. So I think for, for you to get something, you need to give something. So I think that it worked well at you know in both parties' interests. Um, what did they what did they give yeah, up? What did they give up, Ollie? 
They gave up. My my initial instinct was it was a little bit much, but uh, I think we already sort of said with Karim earlier, uh, the Bulls win because they got the better player, which, yep. which is the end of the day. But they gave up uh, Al Farouk Aminu, Otto Porter, um, oh Wendell God. Carter Jr., who I do like. Oh, no, I like him, and, yeah. And uh, two first-round picks. So you kept they kept Kobe White? Yeah, yes. Kobe White kept Larry Markin and kept Zach Levine. Yeah, no, I do think that, you know, he's a big man. He can space the floor. Um, he's on the contract for the next two years. Oh, um, so, wait, sorry. Um, I read that wrong. It's Nikola Vucevic and Alfa Rukamino for Otto Porter, um, Wendell Carter Jr. and two first-round picks. Okay, sorry. fine. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, fine. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's bad. It's not, no, it's, so it's, it's, not, it's, it's quite not savvy. Yeah, yeah, it's quite savvy. Uh, You're getting an all-star, and he's still in his prime, the 30-year-old, yeah. the way he plays. Orlando for them. Take, taking that jump into full rebuild mode now, rebuild which I think, it's, yeah. I think it's probably the best thing for him, especially with the amount of picks that they've got now and with the stacked draft coming Go. up. I know but I know they weren't they weren't gonna do anything with Vucevic and you know that you know in our preseason the way I was just cussing Orlando <laughs> just like they've been like this for ten years. <laughs> no, no, you marketed it differently around. though. You marketed you were like oh it's just stability. <laughs> if they fumble the draft again then they just need to move out. That's Orlando. what I'm saying man. Let's go, go back to Seattle. <laughs> exactly exactly what I was saying oh, bring back Seattle man. We'll just make somewhere Seattle, new. Man. Just I don't know, man. Just show yeah. someone else who loved it. I just sell the Mate, team to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up. Hope, hope Jonathan Isaac comes back. Hope Mark Elfkamp comes back and just and just, yeah, just hope they draft. Hope they draft yeah. Kay Cunningham. Well, just process that's it. And that's about as far as it goes. To be fair, uh, but yeah, that's go on, go on, mate. What are you gonna say? Go on. No, 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 Those are the main three, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's still quite a lot to go. Oh my through. god! Um, I've got to say, just yeah, quick just one about the Bulls. Respect yeah. to them. They they made yeah. a decision. They clearly want to at least try and do something. And in the East, in the East, they must be thinking. Actually, Zach Levine's on sort of virgin on superstar level. So actually, we've got a star, a superstar in the in the East. So put two together. You're all right. Like you see the Hawks now in fourth. Exactly. They're, they're probably better than Boston now. Yeah, I was thinking. I was. I, I was. I said in the group um, when it first came in. I felt like it was kind of to keep Levine happy. Yeah, yeah Maybe yeah. he was kind of bought. Maybe borderline trying to, you know, want to make his way out. So you know, if we can bring someone in who can at least make a change, which Vucevic does. He's a great player. He's a you know two-time All Star. So because. The thing is now, if they somehow can get a package together and bring in like a like someone who's bona fide, they got a team. If they it's can somehow, nice um, White, Levine, Markinen. I don't know if there's any decent free any decent free agents out there. I don't know. Um, we'll have to, you know, we'll take a close we'll take a look at that close to the time. Imagine if Giannis was on the market. <sighs> oh. Well, um, he makes any. You put him on any team, they're a contender. Oh man, I'd love you, Anderson Levine. Maybe sorry, not. Can, can, I, can I just get this off my chest? Sorry, okay. oh, I'm really sorry, guys. I've been I've been waiting to sit here patiently. <laughs> you literally uh, um, have. 
Are you are you um, are you gonna are you gonna get emotional? Do I need to put some music on for you? Is this one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you may need to. I think you may need to. <gasps> oh, it came out of nowhere. Okay, with the RKO. Uh, K dot. Let us know what's okay. in your mind. We're friends. So We're there's, family. So here. there's so there's been you know, um, the Boston Celtics have made a move for Evan Fournier. They gave up two second round picks. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. <laughs> Mr. Ainge. I thought that was a, my that guy. Was a good try. Hold on, listen, 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 listen. Hold on. Let me get this off the chest. My guy. My guy. Has anyone told you that Mr. James Harden plays for the Brooklyn Nets? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fournier is not, getting, is not making your team anywhere near the Brooklyn Nets. You've had the last 10 years to make this team relevant. <laughs> Outside of the LA Lakers, the Boston Celtics must be the most historical franchise in the NBA. And they're swirling in mediocrity. Oh, my, my guy, God. you are nicking a living. You have <laughs> made the parquet floor look like a dump site. What is going on there? There's, there's chemistry issues all over the place. They don't want to play with each other. No one trusts each other. And we're getting Evan Fournier. Uh-huh. Evan Fournier. You, you know, the, the people in people in New England have to Google his name. And he had to tweet oh, yeah, that, deep. oh, please Google me to see what I can do. My well, guy, see, Danny, you're nicking the living. points this season. Oh, my oh, God. But it does, but Danny, from, from, I think when you, when you touched on about uh, not going far, yeah, I, no, I agree with, I do agree with everything you are saying. Does it make him any better? You know, they're scoring their second, you know, it's like their second unit scoring. Yeah, Isn't definitely. he a guard? He's a guard, he's, no? He's a guard, yeah. So he's got a well, great backcourt. Yeah. He, um, He'll probably he play the three. Uh, Danny Ainge just reminds me of this this wheeler dealer uh, GM who just like oh I won't I won't pay the big bucks for the big players I'll just nickel and dime my way for it. That's all fantastic if you if you're if you're West Ham if you're bloody (laughs) I don't know the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks you're the goddamn Boston Celtics and you're trying to nickel and dime for Evan Fournier. You get me? I'm baffled. I was happy when, like, years and years ago, when everyone, you know, when at the first everyone was like, oh, Danny Ainge is this, is this GM, super mind GM. But now, I think it kind of, you guys, maybe before me a couple of years back, were like, oh, oh he hasn't really done anything. He's I was like, no, 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 something will happen, you know, the picks and everything. And now, Kevin and now even I'm at the point, like, I, 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 was, I, was, I was really surprised they didn't go for Vucevic. Because I, I wasn't surprised though. They of, don't of go all, for decent players. Of all the names out there, he's arguably the biggest and fits and fits yeah, what they need. Crucial problem they have. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And in the East, there aren't many dominant big men. Mate. So you're already getting. It. I was really surprised when I saw the Bulls game. Fournier. Yeah, he fits one problem they have, like another oh, kind of. Tobes, you're just trying to be nice. It's, it's, it, 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 no. No. It, it was well, he doesn't. He doesn't. Bro, they are so wasting was... Jason Tatum as we speak. I can't believe it. It's, like I just, it's, it's I can't believe it. I thought they'd have looked at it. I thought, you know what? We're going. We're not. We're not getting. Like to me, if you're not improving, you're static. Yes. You're standing still. Everyone else is improving. The Bama Heat have gone after someone. Yeah. The goddamn New York Knicks are more relevant yeah. than the Boston Celtics yeah. at the moment. And yes. like the Charlotte Hornets, yeah. pretty obviously. Um, uh, pre Lamelo's injury were more relevant than than the Boston Celtics. The LA Lakers would never do this. They would never Perfect. ever do this. Even if they've gone through their the trials and tribulations 
you know, over the last couple of years, they've always tried to make sure that, you know, their team is, you know, the glamorous team or whatever it is. So why can't Danny Ainge re- literally try and resurrect this team? Why no, is Nicola and Diamond? Mate, with you completely. With you completely. Well, I'm glad I, I you've got a safe it. space I, to I, get I, it off your chest. I don't even think bringing in the players as well. I think it's it's down to sort of like, the, like even with Brad Stevens, like in the last, you know, he's, he's supposed to be this, this tactical, um, you know, um, uh, like a set like set peacemaker basically. He's supposed you know, to be a basketball um, savant, with, isn't with, he? But... Yeah, with, with timeouts, and I think they were down the other day. And I was I wasn't watching the game, but I was watching like the you know the um, the updates come through. Yeah, yeah. Last shot of the game to win, Daniel Tice. We both Jalen Brown and Tatum on the floor. I'm just like, just give the ball just give, to yeah. Tatum. Just let him get just blocked. Give it. It to Tatum. I don't not, know why coaches do this. Tatum. I don't know why coaches do it. Just give it to your best player. Let not him get it. you know. Let him turn it over. Right, you gave it to your best player. Okay. Don't like don't don't make that decision. I'd, I'd like close the app and open it again. And I was like, <laughs> no. Nah. Daniel Tice, mate. The Boston Celtics. I don't get it. Yes, this is clear. I don't get it. I don't. Uh, I just don't it's get crazy. it. It's crazy. I don't get it. The amount, uh, the amount of big players. Because the thing is, you know what? what? For me, James Harden was the final straw. Because I was thinking, they're not actually going to let him go to Boston. I mean, go to Brooklyn, and literally, you watch while your championship window just slam shuts for like another three years like are you literally gonna you what you you waited to see ad go to la when new orleans were like we do not want to do this deal with la la have disrupted us we hate clutch we hate lebron we would love to send him to boston right they didn't they didn't they didn't do anything of that yeah because they were oh don't want to give up tatum and Jalen brown whatever okay you let them go to la la then won the title okay you then watch the next year as Kyrie, you left Kyrie to leave your team and go to Brooklyn Nets. So you lost Kyrie. So you had a superstar, you lost yeah, him. Yeah. Instead of even being like, oh, Kyrie, listen, KD's a free agent. Listen, let's try and get him here. Let's do so. Yeah. Kyrie, okay, fair enough. Kyrie might want him to leave, whatever. You then watch KD go to the Brooklyn Nets. Then you let James Harden go to the Brooklyn Nets. You didn't really re-up on nothing. How poor is that, man? It's so poor. And then you have the audacity to trade for Evan Fournier. You have the you shouldn't have just you just shouldn't have traded. And at least no one keep your name out of your mouth. Keep your name out of people's mouth. Nah, nah. what I what I'll do is I'll just just to add a bit of balance to the pod. Like in case any Boston Celtics fan is listening, they couldn't have done nothing. They couldn't have done nothing because right now it's it's pitiful, right? The East is still open and they can still climb. I don't know. I think what we're all angry at is the fact they didn't react when they could have. They've missed their big fish and that's done now. The past is it. So all they can do is what we've always said is keep moving. Yeah. So I think before Kareem was asking asking for them to get Harrison Barnes, isn't it? Exactly. Evan Fournier to me is that it's the same cat. Superstar Barnes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just. It's, <laughs> Come on, man. Now, Harrison something Barnes to help, is more certified. Something to help yeah. the immediate future. He's, he's, yeah. I think what we should do, we should do, um, if not, if they, if all the players haven't played at least now, we should do grades or ratings of these trades, like the future pod. Because okay. we have initial reaction now, which is fire, and I love the heat and passion. But 
it will be interesting. You never know. These small little baby changes can can do a lot. And another one we haven't spoken about. If if everyone's done, by the way. Yeah, go 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 on. Because just go on. Give me give me another one. Another one is Victor Oladipo to the Heat. Oh, he's gone to the Heat, has he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I think which was one that's that nice. We, that's nice. Which was coming up in a bit. Um, in terms of what uh, Rockets got. Avery Bradley, Kelly and Linick, and a draft swap. Oh. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, the Miami Heat are pretty banged up at the moment. They're pretty, a bit of a ragtag group. But prince, principally-wise, that's that's, a not, that's another playoff unit I wouldn't want to be facing. Like, yeah, a healthy, healthy Jimmy Butler, healthy Oladipo, healthy Bam, with shooters off them and Spolstra system and Pat Riley in the rafters like just giving you evils the whole the whole <laughs> series man that's you don't want that that's that's a tough outfit so. agreed agreed actually I'm gonna give you that I'm gonna give you that bro um it improves just, them, I think that sort of I think it I think that backs up your statement on the Rockets having their team just being absolutely flipped upside down they could have kept Karis Levert just... traded him for Oladipo and then traded Oladipo for a bunch of scrubs and and uh, a draft swap, so which you, could potentially be all right, but potentially it's potential. So you've know. got so far. Literally, it's literally just, I don't know. Cheese and onion. Teams just, I've never seen a team <laughs> capitulate so much. It's Honestly, incredible, like, cheese, cheese and onion crisps with a packet of fags. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible, isn't it? How bad this off-season has gone. Like I was, they actually spoke about him on on first take the other day, and it was after K dot. You said that you thought Silas might lose his job. We're segueing here, guys, um, and it was interesting because they they were actually being quite kind on them. They were like, oh, you know, oh, well, they got a haul for Harden. I'm like, guys, guys, they didn't get a haul for Harden. They, you, come on, you can't say that with, with a straight. <laughs> when you face. look at where the team is, it's, where they are now, like, few people still on the board. Drummond's still on the board. That's important. I think he might enter the buyout market. Very interesting to see where that goes. Um, he has, yeah. He has. Well, he's, he's on the verge, basically. A, a verge, in, in the buyout market, yeah, because he's not going to get traded, is he? Nah, I didn't think yeah. so. Um, Lowry's staying with yeah. the Toronto Raptors, so Lowry is off the yeah. board. He would have been a nice piece. I was hoping he would make his way to Philly. Um, anyone else on the board? Because Vooch has gone now. Uh, Looks like Levine's staying. Looks like Bill's staying. Chris, quick fire. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge out, likely to sign Miami Heat as per Woj. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. Mo Wagner to the Celtics. Um, Daniel Tice has been traded to Chicago. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. What are the, what, what are the Celtics doing? Uh, I, I don't know. They've, re, they've replaced right. Daniel Tice. It was not a not a great starting centre, but it was alright. Mo Wagner is just not a good basketball player. He's no. worse than Vice anyway. Uh, there's uh, oh, this one I thought was alright for Portland. Uh, Toronto's traded Norman Powell to Portland okay. for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. Oh no, Gary Trent was a decent player, no. Yeah, he's okay. They basically, yeah, they've just they're just elevated with Norman Powell. I, in the long run, I don't think it may be as good, but he's cooking this year. Norman okay. Powell, he's I, cooking. I want to see Portland. I want. I really want to see Portland succeed. They're my second team now. 
Um, just love <laughs> it. I don't know if this was. I literally just got a text from our other group saying, "What did it say?" Because obviously they know I, we, that I do the pod. He literally just texted me saying, "Fun fact: If you didn't know already, but every Gary in the NBA has now been traded." Oh, there we are. Thank you very much. There's a little switch the there. <laughs> Ollie, I didn't know um, you had other mates that weren't us, but uh, thank you. Jabel McGee's been traded. Oh, has he gone to the Lakers? Tell me he's gone to the Lakers. No, he went to Denver. Okay. Right, okay, fair enough. And oh, it was you've, a, missed, you've missed a big one. Who? I was going to say there was there was one. I'm trying to think. No, it's not a big one. I'm just teasing. Uh, JJ Reddick. Oh, where's he oh, do? Where's he oh, gone? Okay. Yeah, he went to the Mavs. Oh, that's a big one. That's Elton. nice. That's a nice pickup for the Mavs. For what though? What did they give up? Tim uh, uh They gave up. Bear with me. They gave up. Uh, it's AJ Redick and Nicolo to the Mavs for James Johnson, Wes Windu, and a second round pick. Nice window. So basically, the Mavs shedded what? defense and who? got offense. Wait, who? Who? Windu. <laughs> Where's the window? Uh, I was like, that's a Jedi. <laughs> end of the bench. <laughs> I was thinking, rah. He's a second or first year, isn't he? I yeah, I, I don't know if head small forward, power forward kind of guy. Man, yeah, not not much. Yeah, you, know, you, mu- you must like that for your mouse. I, th- I, th- I think it's it's always useful. No, K dot, K dot, K dot. Oh, K-Dot, K-Dot, you, 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 you must have liked that for your, for your Mavs, K-Dot. Yeah, I think they, they get a, a proven three-point shooter who can help them uh, potentially off the bench or in a starting five. Yeah, I mean, if he can drag them up to, rev- to relevancy in relation you know, to, this, to their seeding, uh, then I think that's a job well done. They haven't yeah. given up too, too much. Um, and I hope that they get yeah, this sort of, as Toby said, they are galvanising and... Um, making some noise uh, in the West. I just wanted to ask a, just a question, really, um, in relation to Lonzo Ball. So, obviously, there's mm. been reports that he's not going he's not going anywhere, which is good. But why was he going anywhere in the first place? Like, I'm not sure what Pelicans are thinking. Um, you know, they've got BI, they've got Zion. Yes, uh, uh, Zion and BI are doing most of the ball handling now, but obviously Lonzo is the point guard. But, Fundamentally, surely that's that should be a coaching decision. You know, why Stan Van Gundy taking the ball out of Lonzo's hands when actually he's he's, he's improved. You know, <laughs> um, uh, Matt, you did say that he may not have a job. Actually, looking <laughs> like a. <laughs> I said that when you guys were mocking him, I was like, no, he could be. You know what I mean? He, he could, could be on JSA. No, no, he's 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 all right. Don't worry. Um, yeah, no, he's doing really really well. He's fixed his jump. He's fixed his jumper, which is which is looking decent now um and he's a 78 percent um free throw shooter so that shows that he's done really really well so yeah why why do you think he was on the trade market when actually new orleans should be keeping that core together and making sure that yeah that they they grow they're growing um and hopefully you know years to come that they can be making some noise uh in the west as well okay okay i'd like to take this one if you don't mind three reasons i would say um, number one, I think it was because obviously last year he was underwhelming, so obviously you know he didn't he didn't get the offer that he hoped he would get. Um, but then I think it was probably a mixture of two things. 
Firstly, actually, he was probably playing a lot better than a lot of people thought he would, all things considered. Um, and as a result of that, he was like almost, he was almost one of those where New Orleans might have wanted to test the market and see, actually, while he's hot, while his form's hot, it gets like nice for him. And also, Rich Paul at clutch. He don't play games. He knows about value. He knows about creating scarcity. I think he knows having him on the market, having people sniff around um, is really important to drive up value. So I think it's a mixture of a mixture of those three things. He went from probably undervalued, so not signed to um, people keeping him on the trade market because he might he might get a decent deal for him, and then clutch. Trust me, nothing, nothing. If, if he would, Rich Paul could have get him signed somewhere, hundred percent. Rich Paul could have has got the clout. He bought how many players did he bring to Lakers last year? I think he represented like eight of fifteen or something. It's unbelievable what they're doing over there. Yeah, um, that's what I think. I don't know if anyone's got anything to add, but that's what I think. But yeah, I agree. He should stay. He's a good. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah, he's good. performing better this year. Um. Fits still fits the trajectory, still fits what I think the Pelicans are trying to do. So I don't think they should chop him. No, agreed, agreed. Thank no. you, thank you, boys, very much for those trade updates. Right, okay. Let's move on to something. Let's move on to something slightly different. Thought I would put the news music on. No real reason for that, but. Right, okay, it's actually already the third month of the NBA. Crazy, crazy how time's flying. Um, so as you know, each month we kind of up, we update you guys on the storylines we're following for you throughout the season. So I'm going to go first. And what I've been doing, I've been creating a point guard ladder for you guys um, called Point Guards. Now last month I had James Harden at number one. I had, I believe I had Steph Curry at number two and I had Dame Lillard at number three. There has been been some change now it may it gives me absolutely no pleasure to do this but i had to steph curry has been relegated steph curry yes the chef has been relegated from our point guard ladder and the reason for that is because his team is 500 i said above 500 you have to win more than half your games you have to be leading your team to wins in more than half your games for you to be considered a point guard. Okay, so Steph Curry is out. The question then becomes, who comes in? Second thing I want to say is shout out to Trey Young. I remember earlier in the season, I said to you guys, he will be known as Trey Songs. On this pod until his team reach over 500. He's done that. His team are fourth in the East. He's averaging 25.8 points per game. 9.4 assists. PR 22.8 which is comfortably all-star level. So shout out to Trey Young. Yes, Trey Young for being back in the fold. However, he is not entering our point guard conversation. So now number three, just to update you guys. This player has been missing big time 
from this list and I'm sure you guys would agree and I'm sure you guys will be happy to have him back. His team has won 53.7% of their games. His PER is 26.3, which means he's performing at MVP caliber level. A PER over 25 is normally sort of MVP caliber. Effective field goal, field goal percentage 55.2, which is fantastic. His usage rate, so how often he has the ball in his hand, 36.3%. Sometimes I mark players down for that. But in terms of responsibility, I'm actually going to mark him up for that. The things you love to know, he's averaging 28.6 points a game. 9.1 assists per game. And his team is in the ascendancy. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to the point guard ladder for the first time this season in number three, Luka Doncic. Luka, Luka, Luka. And I think he'll continue to climb. I think he continues to climb. I'm sure you guys are happy about that. Big Luka fans in this pod. Yeah, yeah. Balling, balling. Balling, That pass he did the other day. Oh, my God. Wow. Bamboozled my brain, man. Got to put that on the um, pod, man. Got to put that on the IG, sorry. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'll put on the story, but it might might need a permanent home. Yeah. I want want to say this so it's it's written in history. I genuinely think he can go down in the GOAT conversation. In the GOAT conversation, when it's all said and done. You've got to consider what he's doing and consider his age. He's so, so good. The top two, however, remain the same, in my view. Dame Lillard. Ugh, respect. Respect, respect, respect. You're my cult hero. 30.1 points a game, 7.7 assists per game, 45% from the field. Effective field goal percentage of 55.5. And you consider he's, he's probably about 6'1", 6'2". That's incredible. His PER, 26.89. That cannot be right. I'm just going to double check that because that is ludicrous. I didn't realize, I knew he was playing well. I didn't realize he was playing this well. His PR, yes, PR 26.8. Outrageous, outrageously high. He was very close to be in the first spot, but he's second. He is second and he's second to the guy that I think you know. And I think you won't disagree with at the moment. He's certified to be the point guard of the NBA at the moment. His team for a start has won 68% of their games, of that of which his win shares is 6.2. So, so six games this season have been calculated, have been down to him, which is a lot. Second only to Dame Lillard, who's got win share percentage of 6.7. His PR is 24.3, almost MVP level. You know, 11.2 assists per game. Assist to turnover ratio of three. On top of that, his two superstar teammates have been in and out of the lineup, but the team hasn't missed the beat. I genuinely do not get how he is so good. I do not get how the Brooklyn Nets are so damn good, but they are. And James Harden, we salute you. You are still the hoop course point guard. Now, gentlemen, is there any dis- is there any disagreements before we move on? Is there any disagreements before we move on? Because I, I see arguments for other people, to be fair. I see argument for Luca. I see argument for Dame. Do you think I'm being a bit harsh on Steph? 
Um, I don't know if anyone's got any particularly strong feelings or are we going to just put respect on Harden's name? Nah, nah. I think it's, it's, the, it's deserved everything he's been doing right now. Keeping the engine moving. Um, Good. Even when, even when you even when you look at it, the, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. like we've said before, the team, the team we're talking about now is is uh, the, the, he's he's making Nick Claxton look good. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> all, all <laughs> these guys are it, like though. all these role players are amazing, and it's like yeah, that, I don't I don't know how he does it because he's he's running an amazing offense. He's raising he's running an amazing offense. So yeah, definitely number one. Good, good. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you agree. Right. Right now, K Dot K Dot's been following the Boston Celtics, and he couldn't wait until this segment to get what was on his chest off his chest. So he's had his say about Danny Ainge. Um, I don't know, K Dot, if there's anything you want to add just regarding the team. I mean, the team generally have been pathetic. Less than five hundred is not good enough. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, add for our listeners. Um. No, yeah, sorry, listeners. I think, um, I don't know, I just had it in me. My spirit was telling me to just let off, so I do <laughs> apologise. Um, but, yeah, I do think it's <clears throat> it's downright um, an abomination that a team as historic as the Boston Celtics are, are lingering in the East as the eighth seed. Um, I don't think that should be taken lightly at all. Um, I think the Boston Celtics fan deserves deserve a lot better. Um, it really is pitiful. Um, but I just think that, that I don't know what it is. I just think that there's, there's, there's chemistry issues on that side, on that team. How um, can there be chemistry issues? They've, they've, they've been basically living together for the last few years, no? I suppose now yeah. they have made some changes, but the two, the heartbeats of the team, Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum, they should be bezies by now. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've got Marcus Smart there as well. So there's like a core of guys that are still there I just think that they haven't they don't they don't trust each other and I think um is that down to coaching is that down to you know player player personnel um I don't know but whatever the whatever the situation is it needs to get sweating get sorted fast because so, if you're staying if you're staying the same and other teams are improving you're then, you know you're, you're gonna you're bound to be yeah exactly you're, you're bound to to be swelling swelling the blood hole so I don't, I don't know what, what's going on over G- there. Genuinely, k I don't actually think there's a plan there anymore. I don't think they expected Brooklyn to be so good. I, I, I feel like they just somehow were just blindsided by this. They thought, it's what Oli said about being wheeling the dealers. They thought they could get championships on the cheap. And now they're like, oh, shoot. They ain't, they ain't got nothing, man. They ain't got no cards to play. And now it's just, a, it's just a joke. It really, it really is. And the fact that you know, a couple of seasons ago you were battling it out with the Philadelphia 76ers. Now look where the Sixers are. Look where you are. So it just goes to show that yeah, that there isn't a, a real plan or a strategy for them to get over the hump. It's, it's, it's very disappointing. It's very, 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 very disappointing. But you know, and the thing about the NBA is like two weeks they could all of a sudden be in the second seed. That's that's the great thing about the NBA. Um. But yeah, that's, I, I like that take. Well, not Boston, though. Not Boston. <laughs> I like that take. I like that take a lot. Um, Tobes was looking at... Um, his his, his storyline is called The Changing of the Guards. Um, enjoyed this a lot. He's basically looking at the young boys versus the older generation and seeing if there's any any evidence that the NBA is actually owned by the youngsters. 
in the in the league. I think I I really think there's an argument that it is. You know, I think LeBron is really you know he's the the biggest draw in the NBA. But in terms of who got next, I think they're they're the younger guys. Um, but Tobes Tobes can put it much better than me. So Tobes, what, what what's the updates? What's the updates? Yeah, just a reminder for the listeners where I was doing my calf point. Every everyone who was drafted uh, from 2014 to 2021 is why I considered young. Anyone already in the league prior to 2014 is old. Uh, the categories I was looking at were things like dominance factor and star power. So this is more your house of highlights, the reach, the amount of talking. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think again, it's a star driven league. So the guys who are pre uh, who are in the, the older category have already got their names established and are talked about, but also a lot of them have been ravaged by injuries. You know, we're missing Steph, we're missing LeBron, we're missing KD. It's not. Yeah. Bloody it, injuries, it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame for everyone. But in the same thing, I think it's given more uh, chance for the other guys to step up. To be honest, people like Zion, he is killing this year, but the fanfare isn't quite there anymore. So it's very interesting to see. Uh, even players like De'Aaron Fox, he's balling actually for Sacramento Kings. Is he? Literally Kings. not followed him at all this season. He's not, and that's what I mean. They don't have that. They ain't taking the league by storm in that sense yet. Uh, so I still think, obviously, the, the, the old old guards have got their sway. Uh, in terms of showing me them accolades, I always looked at player of the week lineups. Uh, and since uh, since the last round of player of the weeks, uh, month, last month, it's a pretty even split. But it's quite evident to see that the East is very heavily driven by the stars. So James Harden won. Uh, the most recent, and then, uh, sorry, won the first one this month, and Giannis has gone back-to-back player of the weeks. Over in the West, you had Dame taking one, and then Booker and Jokic. So Booker and Jokic are the ones, are the only players in the new school who are repping pretty hard in that aspect, doing their bit in that in that light. Uh, I also try and look at who, from a statistic standpoint, who's leading the league in various categories. Um, scoring is to- totally on the old old guard. Like one to five is is completely uh, completely uh, uh, their their space. Um, even uh, rebounding assists, it's all old guys. Uh, so <laughs> right now, I thought there was fanfare. I thought there was some momentum. Uh, even team success. Uh, you look at the top standing teams; they're all driven by arguably oh, um, the old guard. For the West, I will say that uh, Donovan Mitchell in the Utah Jazz and Devin Booker at the Suns, obviously with heavy influence from Chris Paul. Like, let's not be around the bush. That guy is the reason they are where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could argue their lead. And the team I'm, I'm, who are flying the flag for the young guards, in my opinion, the, the Philadelphia 76ers with the Boston Celtics, we've already touched on them being so bad. Um, they're the closest thing to a young... Is Embiid, young, Embiid, Embiid's with the youngs, right? Embiid is with the young, and so is Simmons. Shout out, to be fair, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks, um, knocking on fourth. I consider that Trey Young and John Collins' team, and they're both young, uh, so they're, they're 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 sniffing around. But right now, I think we're coming to a stretch. We're in that weird part of the season where when we're not we're not too deep, so people don't care, yeah, yeah. and and it's still shuffling. So um, it's kind of like a weird stalemate. So. 
I think that's why the old guard is still taking this month. You know what? Though? I was, I'm, I gotta say, I was a bit. I'm a bit surprised at that. You know, like the old guard. The thing about the old guard is that they've got so much credit in the bank. It's difficult to even conceptualize them not being the guys. But yeah. like I'm thinking about you know the way you do it with their showing of accolades and things like that, right? Ultimately, if Jokic or Embiid win um, MVP, if Ben Simmons wins Defensive Player of the Year, if um, Jordan Clarkson wins, Jordan Clarkson pretty new school, isn't he? He must be. I have to close. check. I don't think so. Close. I think he, he's one of those that's been around in the league longer than you think. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Oh. give me two six. I think I'm going to say he's like he's 2012. Okay, I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let Ollie have a look at that right. Yeah, uh, he's 28. 28. Uh, so no, he's, he's not. He's not that young. But yeah, but end of the day, if if Ben Simmons wins um, defensive player of the year, if Jokic wins MVP or Embiid wins MVP. Surely that, that that does count big. On top of that, Zion, you should look. You know what you should look into as well. Jersey sales. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure it will be oh, LeBron yeah, and Steph. I, I'm weighing that for the end of the year. Yeah, I'm sure it will be it's LeBron and Steph. End of the season, they do it. But then yeah. end of the day, I think Luca is going to be up there. I think Zion's going to be up there. And in terms of star appeal, I think your 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 um thing. The youngsters took a huge blow with Lamelo's injury. Because Lamelo was becoming one of the draws of the NBA. I saw I saw an update on the on the jersey shout on the jersey sales the other day. And do you know who num- who number two is? Surely it's Lamelo. See what see what I mean, Tobes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I'm, I'm, it's the house of highlight house of highlight uh, rain right now. You know, so, <laughs> and actually, it's interesting. Jordan Clarkson was actually re- drafted in 2014, so he does fit that. Youngsters, so, yeah. Yeah, fair play, Matt. So, a lot of them could end up winning the hardware at bruh, the end of this year. You, you could, they could get a, 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 they could do very, very well. Six, so what? Six man defensive player, MVP. What else? Uh, well, can't, can't do rookie. Can't do. Yeah, yeah, rookie coach. Rookie. coach. So that's, yeah, well, exactly. That's it, well, they've done a clean sweep, really, of the ones that are up for grabs to everyone. <sighs> and I just, just an interest. I, li- I just like the angle of the whole take. You know, it just makes you think about things, and I. I'm personally team like young and upcoming, but we've got to see how it all see how it all see how it all goes, basically. Um finally Ollie. So Ollie's been following the big his his storyline's been called Big Man Tings. And he's been following the um he's been doing like a ladder, like a big man ladder in the NBA. Um I don't know how he's gonna approach it this week because he's he's stubborn. I don't think there's any changes in his ladder. So maybe he can remind us of who his top three big men in the NBA are. And I'll leave it to him. I'll leave it to him. He can all, he can discuss. Yeah, my current, current three big men at the moment, you know, you had uh, Embiid, uh, Jokic, and Rudy Gobert. And minus the injuries, I'd probably still have it as the same. That's not going to change. So, so you're not putting Jokic on top? What I would still have, I'll still have him. I said minus the injuries, um, I'll still have Embiid. Um, you know, if the, if I had to say now, yeah, I'd probably stick Jokic above above Embiid. Um, but in you know, I'm, I'm just talking ability wise. Um, but if just looking over the storyline, I didn't want to sort of discuss the same three players again, so I wanted to have a uh, just go down another route basically. Um, so what I'm going to look at is focus more on sort of like the younger generation. Okay. So, 
any sort of current NBA player who is um, 24 or, or younger, basically. And again, the same rule applies. They have to be considered a traditional big man, basically. <laughs> um, so starting at number three, um, I'll start off with DeAndre Ayton. The uh, now okay. this guy came in. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 go on. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, he came into the league as a, as number one pick back in 2018. You know, the, the infamous Luca and Trey oh Young. Oh, my days. He was the number Draft. one pick. Lord so he was the number one pick. And at that time, probably rightfully so, the number one pick. Because no one, I don't think anyone was expecting to be, to know how good Luca and... I mean, and, Luca, and they should have known how good Luca was, to be fair. They should have like, known yeah. how good Luca was. But no one, no one was paying attention, basically. So uh, so he, he had some big shoes to fill. Um, you know, he had his, he's got his mixture of... Um, his post scoring along with his rim running and, and sort of like the defense. And I think from the signs that he's got and his willingness, because he had a, cause I think at some period, I think it was last season where, where he was banned for, for, for some substances that he had taken unwillingly, apparently, uh, but you know, I won't, I won't, I won't dive into that. Okay. But, um, there was a couple of interviews where he obviously he was generally he was generally gutted and the the work effort he put in the time whilst he was suspended and he really wanted to try and sort of turn a narrative on on on, on sort of what what had happened and I think you can kind of show with the with the sort of like the player he has become today so I think he is a really good option as he is a really good third option on a on a potential championship winning team and maybe in a couple of years he could be he could be a second option if he does continue his growth you know he, he can be a, a I don't know a 22 12 and and three four assists a game something which okay. would be you know especially with someone of of, of his skill set so that's why I've, that's why I've eight in there. Um, which yeah, I think he'll just continue to grow as he has done. I'm trying to think, you've got above him. Uh, number two, uh, again, kind of like Aiton, this guy had some big shoes to fill. Uh, but when he came into the league, but not in the sense of his draft pick, but who his actual father was. So this is I'm talking about Demontis Sabonis and his father uh, Arvidas Sabonis. Oh, I did who... not know that. I don't know. I thought you were going to say Larry Nance. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, Sabonis, who played for the Blazers uh, back in the 80s, I think. And he was actually considered kind of a bit of a a revolutionary. Uh, He reinvented the centre role. I've got to look that up. Well, Arvidas Sabonis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got to look him up. He had, this, he had this. He had this dad bod look of him. Look of him, but he was kind of the one who would who would pass the ball, a bit skillful with his, you know, skillful skilled with the hands, taking threes, that sort of thing. Oh, In fact, right, he yeah, was. Yeah. He he he's highly highly regarded, but he wasn't drafted into the league until he was thirty one. Wow, he wasn't so, yeah. drafted. He was. He was. He was a bit of a Jokic before a Jokic. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So here, there was some. They said there was some really big shoes to fill. But I think once it's all said and done, and um, the, the monsters is finished with the season, I think it will see that you know the eye test technically and statistically that he would probably you know he was better than any father, which I don't think a lot of people would have said when he when he first came into the league. Um, you know, especially over. I think he's been in the league for for maybe five seasons now, but especially over sort of like the last three years, he's really sort of propelled himself and the paces. Uh, you know, I think this season he's averaging 20, 11 rebounds and, and six assists. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 52% from so the field as well. That's nice. 
Yeah, and you know, if we if we dive into sort of like the statistics as well, um, I think he's third in most minutes played this season. So uh, you know, the durability, especially in 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 the league that we are in now, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the amount of injuries, um, and he's also I think more interesting one. He's currently fifteenth in in uh, in win shares, fifteenth uh, overall in the league in in total win shares, which in in layman terms pretty much is an estimated number of wins contributed by a player uh, yeah. by a player with almost eight wins. So statistically what you're saying is if he's not on that Pacers team, the Pacers would be eight wins down, become the end of the season, that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's with, that's with Sabonis and number one who I have is, uh, I don't think you already agreed on, which is a Bam Adebayo. Oh, Bam. Yeah. Jaggish, um, jaggish to me. Jaggish, yeah. Jag-ish. He, oh, congratulations to him. You know, maybe a jag, but he got paid. <laughs> got paid in the off season. Um, maybe not. I, I don't think I would have given him sort of that that kind of contract. But I think uh, the one of the main reasons why I'm, I've, I've got him at, at number one is he's had s- such a massive increase from when he initially came into the league. And great you know, and also, yeah, in, in like statistically, and also um, we really showed what he can do when it, when it matters during the playoffs last season, especially against the the Boston Celtics. With was he had his game winning shot and also the game winning block as well. So he he kind of knew that he he can be that man in, yeah, in yeah, those yeah. moments, and he is he is a pro he's a sort of like the, the general prototype center of the league you see him doing his you know his step back three he's got his mid-range he can he can handle bring the ball up the court so yeah i think he especially i think he's averaging you know again talking on stats 19 points uh and 10 boards you know i think he will you know throughout his career average roughly 20 22 10 10 rebounds couple of blocks that sort of thing so um, me, I think he kind of has the highest ceiling out of all of them. Really, I was going to say he the does opposite. Continue in this way, yeah. Interesting. I, I think more because I think more because I know, it's either him or Sabonis. More, more because I think Sabonis has you know he's kind of like this, the the Swiss Army knife in his locker sort of thing. But I think. On, on the offensive side of things and the way he can he can take over a game when when need be um i think he'll be that, that's what will kind of make it more effective and more more of a valuable player i wasn't happy with what he did without jimmy butler this season it was i admit yeah during the beginning part of the season Again, it comes back to you know I'm not, I don't want to use it as much for, as as an excuse with with injuries, but that Heat team was decimated with injuries, and it was just bad. But they they have gone on um, they have gone on a bit of a, a bit of a run, and is you know with help of, of course with Jimmy Butler, which I didn't like at the beginning of the season. You didn't you said you called him a pretty much called him a jag. At the yeah, that was that was that was misplaced. That was that was very very misplaced. I, I accept that. Um, but yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I do understand where you're coming from um, about him and sort of that at the beginning of the season. But I think if we watch him again in the playoffs this year, they could potentially make a make an upset. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm interested to see how Bam develops. Um, I, I want to see if he can take that leap. He's one of those who had a very good season. You kind of had to pay him, but I don't want to see him Pascal Siakamish. You know. 
I want to see him grow into yeah. it. You know, in two or three years, I want to be like, oh, that's a great contract. But it's it's difficult to say. I w- I would I I would say Sabonis has got the biggest, the highest ceiling, maybe. But maybe I don't know. When it, athleticism is always important. Be interesting to see. So you got your under twenty. You got your under twenty four big man ladder. Bam Sabonis and um, DeAndre. Ayton. Thank you very much, good sir. Right, okay. So we're going to go on to our our um, team awards. Before we do that, um, just wanted to appreciate the legend that was um, Elgin Baylor. He died at the age of 86 years old um, a couple of days ago. And um, Ollie was just reading through a lot of his... Um, past history and I think it, this will be interesting for you guys to hear about um, definitely worth having a listen to I'm going to hand it over to Ollie um, and yeah just spend five minutes or so just just bringing us all up to up to date and understanding helping people understand why he's such a great yeah um, basically I knew I, I, obviously I had heard of Elgin Baylor um, and how sort of like important he was to the Lakers as an organisation and the NBA but it was only until sort of like his recent passing where I kind of dug into a bit deeper started listening to a couple of podcasts um, reading some sort of like preview like some news articles um, on him as well and it wasn't and it, it was only until then I'd realised how, how much of a big basketball player he actually was and not just in the in the stature uh, of, of a basketball player but as as an actual human as well um so just kind of you know going over the sort of the basketball terms throughout his career he averaged 27 points which is the third best points per game in nba history behind mj and wilt oh, yeah. uh he averaged 13 and a half rebounds and four assists, and this is him being at a, as a beast. six foot five small forward. Beast, beast numbers. He, exactly, exactly. And he was one of, uh, you know, he's a, a pioneer in basketball, along with Bill Russell, to actually bring athleticism to the NBA. You know, being, you know, watching, <laughs> seeing people dunk on on a on a regular basis, which which is you know, when you think about it, is crazy. He was. I think I was sort of saying he was he was Dr. J before Dr. J was actually in the league sort of thing or just coming about. So, um, you know, and a, a couple of other sort of stories I've sort of seen um, during the 1961-1962 the season, Baylor averaged almost 40 points and 19 rebounds, which looking at those figures, you would huh? be, you know, it, it, they're incredible as, as they were. 40 points and almost 20 rebounds. What? But the... The, the most sort of like astonishing thing about this, he'd done this whilst being on military duty <laughs> in the army. Uh, what? Staying, staying at, staying at Fort Lewis, which, which is in Washington. So he was only allowed to travel to games on, on a weekend pass, which means he could not train between games and he would have to take the bus the day beforehand to, to get to the game. What so the hell was it? He was, was he effect- conscripted so, by the army? So, sorry. Yeah, he was on. He was is in the army reserve, so he had to stay um, at, at the ranks basically. So he was a, he was like a part time basketball player, <laughs> and he averaged forty and twenty, and he averaged forty points and and twenty reasons and twenty rebounds. Sorry, 
Now, um, on the other side of things, which I think one of the reasons why he's, he's not sort of discussed under the same breath as some of the other greats is because he has zero rings. Uh, yeah, he was a this part is a story of, I do know. Yes, because he was a part of the infamous LA team that would would be matched up with the Boston Celtics. And if you know the Boston Celtics during the 60s and Bill Russell and how many titles they won, obviously they've had to have played a team to do that. And unfortunately, Elgin Baylor was a part of seven teams. He went to the NBA Finals seven times and lost seven times. Uh, And during, and now I think this kind of matches up to kind of personally, was during his last season, uh, Elgin Baylor's last season in the NBA or with the Lakers should I say sorry um Baylor decided to retire just nine games in as he thought he was actually hindering his team um because I think the season before he had a massive knee injury so he he didn't want to be a part of the team he wanted just like the rest of the guys play and do you want to take a guess how the Lakers done that season oh they won they won they won the whole thing when he retired they won the championship, yeah, uh, against against the Knicks, uh, which you know they had their they had the, their team was led by Wilt Chamberlain, but I think that kind of oh that's the one that they had um, the logo Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain on that team, didn't they? Yeah, Pat exactly. So wouldn't you just give him an ordinary, an ordinary ring? was given. He was given an, an honorary ring. I think in the in the seventies, but. I think back then it does, you know, it's not counted as an actual. It's not like now you can sit on the roster, get traded halfway through the season, and be like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a champion." This back, back then it was. I think he was, he, he was given. He has got a ring, but it's not counted towards any, any sort of titles. My so God. He only played, he played nine games. Um, but I think that kind of as a testament to who he was. Uh, he wanted the team, he wanted the team to do better with, with, and he felt that was without him. Um, and like how how many stars in the league now could you could would do the same thing? <laughs> okay, you should tell you the question. How many t- players in the NBA should do the same thing? <laughs> yeah, too many. You know what too I many. mean. You had too a, many, Lu- but... Lu- Luol Boldeng. He was <laughs> he was just getting paid for like four. He's still getting paid by the way. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's finishing this year, or it might be finished last year. But he got paid for like. Four, four, five years after he retired. He's, he's but, current, um, the whole thing is one, currently the president of the South Sudan Basketball Federation. Probably getting paid there, doing nothing yeah. as well. <laughs> but one of the um, one of the things that kind of looking through Elgin Baylor, the things that amazed me the most was what he done off what he done off the court, basically. So just to put things into perspective when Baylor was originally drafted in 19 um, in 1958 at the t- at the time it was by the the Minneapolis Lakers uh, <laughs> teams teams were only allowed to have a maximum of two black players on their roster at any given time which was a rule in basketball which oh my god oh. which you know and these were during exhibition games in certain states, he and his teammate were, you know, they weren't allowed to stay at the hotels. They would have to eat, you know, use restrooms at the, uh, the at the bus station, for an example. And Elgin Bailey was actually one of the first high-profile 
people uh, to actually be a part of the civil rights movement back in America uh, and stand up against the uh, the inequality that was happening at that time. And in uh, in 1959, uh, they were scheduled to play in West Virginia, uh, where he he actually turned up to the team hotel, where at the time he wasn't allowed to stay. Um, and he basically he he stood up and said, if we don't if we don't stay together, then I'm not going to be a part of it. Basically, uh, and you know he was refused entry, and he sat out of the game. He sat out of the game. Uh, and did. Oh he my sat God. out of the game. He sat out of the game. So they didn't. Yeah. They actually didn't let him stay. It was it was it was a it was a law. It was like a, a governing law, basically. So um, two years later, though. two years later, Baylor attended an All Star game. Stayed, ate, and slept in that same hotel, uh, and it is said that basically a lot of political force was pushed onto the government after what had happened on that day two years ago, and sort of like the rule surrounding the integration of white people and black people had changed because of Elgin Baylor, basically. No, I don't know. And then, and then, sort of like many years later, kind of Baylor was like, "This is probably one of the." the best things that he could have taken out in his, in his NBA career. So it's just one, you know, when you, I've got, you know, it's, it's a shame that it, it takes something like a death to, to, uh, to truly appreciate the things they have done. Uh, and it's a bit, yeah. I think it's a bit of a travesty that pretty much the majority of basketball fans is, I like to think I know everything about basketball, but I didn't have any, any no clue, clue about this at all. No clue. Yeah. And he and he pretty much paved the way for the you know the the players now uh, for their lifestyle their um, their contracts their their houses you know so uh, yeah just rest in, rest rest easy big man that's uh, that's about it it's, an un, it's incredible the lives these people live it's incredible and in terms of you saying he paved the way I will go further and say in terms of all the stuff that. Um, you know, the NBA has been quite big on the whole civil rights thing and the BLM movement and this, that and the other. Like, it just it just goes to show that there were pe- trailblazers before that. So he was before even Kareem, because Kareem was quite known for do- for all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, like, it's incredible we don't know, don't know anything about him, really. Oh, um. That's it. I knew I knew who he I knew who he kind of was as a, as a player, and you know the the regard he was held in. But I don't know why it's sad stuff like that isn't talk talk talking about before that. Even this week on first take and undisputed, not really spoken about too much. Not as much as I thought they would have. Um, I know yeah, he was a guy I, who retired. I don't, that, I don't think they. I don't think they know. It's only because I, well, a lot of the the stuff about sort of like the civil rights movement was um, was from uh, from Bill Simmons because he had written about it a little while back, ah, and right. he he goes into a lot more detail. And I was just I was just blown away, but when I was listening to it, Stephen A. only ever mentions him as the only superstar to never win a title for the Lakers. I think that's I think they've really. So I think that's a sad sad way to look at his life. Yeah, fully undersold him. I don't know if anyone else has got anything to say. Regarding that, um, thank you for that tribute, by the way, Oli. Sick. Yeah, yeah, just just sick. Yeah, yeah, great, 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 great tribute there. Um, hello, hello, athletic player, man. Like undersized three pound, six five, and getting nineteen rebounds a season. I don't care what era that is. That's a that's a joke, isn't it? But um, 
from all accounts, an amazing player. Uh, yeah, rest in peace for sure. Also, side note, crazy how good Bill Russell was. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, like, no, can we just say that? Like, when you when you listen to a lot of the old players talk, they, everyone says that Bill Russell's the goat, basically. He must the greatest have been, defensive player of all time as well. He must have been so good. Oh and it's, that is, it's the one that, that always blows me away, where he's, he's, he, got, you know, he got MVP over Will Chamberlain, who averaged freaking 1,000 points. 100 rebounds a game or whatever it was but yeah uh, yeah i think it does go to show i know it's a different era back then but I feel, you know if you it was it was elgin will and bill russell basically just dominating it's dominating the era yeah mate it's so interesting man i'm gonna have to have a give that a read just send me just put the article on the whatsapp group actually i think you have it already actually. just let me know right awards Lots of good things have happened in the NBA um, this week. Who is going to be rewarded for it? Tobes, I want you to tell us the player of the week as chosen by Tobes. And as always, you can choose your countdown. I know countdown is one of your favourites, so that is ready. Let us know. No. No, I said let us know. Let us know who it is. Who you got? What countdown do you like? Tell me. Oh, who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? Right, okay. So with the who wants to be a millionaire, we have the Hoop Call Play of the Week, given by Tobes. A few contenders this week. I uh, had my eye on my homeboy, SGA, representing OKC. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been balling lately. Uh, but I have to give it again to the Greek freak. Oh, he's going back the Bucks, to back. The Bucks are coming up big. 29.7, 12.7 rebounds and 10 assists. That's right, a triple-double, my friends. Oh, yeah? My goodness. Correct. Totes. They went 3-0. He was in cruise control. They're goofing around again on the sidelines. Um yeah. It was it's back to just what we what we expect from the from the Bucks. Honorable shout to Draymond Green, aka the best defender of all time. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I had to get that off my chest too. The I guy is, about that. Yeah. He's, uh, as uh, <laughs> as Shannon said, he's on all that good stuff. He's all that good, good. Horrible, horrible. I, I, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost wanted to troll everyone and be like, yeah, just just for the the hot take, Draymond Green gets player of the week. But nah, nah, it's Giannis. It's Giannis. Nah, oh, mate, he's he is a beast. Kado, where is he? Where is he on your MVP ladder? Um, he's second to James Harden for me. Whoa, 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 Second to Jake, that means James James Harden is your MVP right K-Dot now. K dot with the RKO out oh, of nowhere. Your MVP, I think they're for the player of the week. Oh, sorry. No, uh, I said MVP. I said, said MVP. Yeah, said said, MVP. Yeah, yeah. No, he's second to James Harden for me. I James think... Harden's your MVP. Yeah, Fudgy, I just think he's too much now, man. He's, he's too he's too much. It's hard to ignore. Maybe I've, I've tried to slander him for his time at Houston, but 
always forgiven when you're when you're playing like this, man. He's just he's just been you phenomenal. Can't, you can't do what you've done to Houston and go on the winning. Oh, oh, oh Ollie, man, this come on, man. Let, let bygones be bygones. Nah, he won't. He won't have it. As a kid, as a kid, as a kid, say he was what he was, man. Nah, you can't do that, K dot. Nuked that team on yeah. anything for the next five years. Easy. Yeah, what, is, what does he owe them? He's, he's, he, 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 he gave them a record. You are the most peculiar HR guy I know. You don't care about contract. <laughs> I'm baffled. What does it, he literally has a contract. He has a contractual agreement to be there for the next two to three years. And he's getting paid forty million a year to do so. Man, saying what does he owe? Okay, listen. That, again, that's a, again, I can only. I, I just think that yeah, his his play on the court is is has been phenomenal. Again, I can't I can't hold him. I, I can't use the time in Houston over his head any longer. I just think he's just his his basketball play is doing a lot of the talking. He's got his six pack. You know what I mean? Right so, on. you know, what, what can I say? I mean, he is amazing. Okay, we're going to have to put a pin in that. We're going to have to... Maybe, maybe next week we might have to do our MVP ladders because that really shook me up just there. <laughs> Properly sideswiped everyone. Tobes was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's just... Yeah, he's my MVP for... Tobes, okay, Tobes. Front runner at the moment. But, you, but hold on, so that means you've also got Giannis second. You said he's just behind... Yeah, yeah, go on, Giannis. Interesting. So this Jokic Embiid hype, you're not buying? Mm, I can't. Uh, I think I had Jokic third. Okay, and then you got Embiid. Uh, Embiid, Embiid is not going to play enough games for me to to warrant me putting him up there. Okay, interesting. Well, I, I like the fact there's at least respect yeah. on um on Giannis Tobes. What do you reckon, Giannis in the MVP race? Just quick. Um. Probably have him number four right now. Number four, number four. Yeah, number four, uh, sniffing at three. But uh, with with for me, I've 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 got Jokic number one, uh, Embiid's number two, uh, Harden three, Yanis four. I got I got Dame one. I got Dame number one. That's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah, not not a bad argument. I think it's I've got I. I like to think I've still got Embiid, but there's only so many games you can miss. I mean, yeah, it's true. And uh, just to add salt in the wounds, uh, because of this offense on a depot trade, the haul for Harden is four first round picks, five first round pick swaps, twenty games of Oladipo, depot, every Bad- every Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Dante <laughs> Exum, and Rodion's Kuroks. So bad, so yeah, bad. Also, I'm not even on the Rockets anymore, are they? <laughs> <laughs> so bad, K-Dot. Because those pick swaps are going to be worth like nothing. Yeah, it's the teams you trace. Well, I suppose if you've got pick swaps... You've got Brooklyn. You've made Brooklyn a powerhouse and then took their draft picks. They're like, all right, we've got Harden. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can have 20 years... You can, have, you can literally have 20 years of first round picks and not, not get a Harden. He's a, he's a generational talent. Um, whatever. Okay, listen, we're segueing, we're segueing, but um, terrible trade. K dot, I'll give you the mic. Um, give us your team of the week and let us know what what um timer you'd like. Uh, twenty one seconds, please. As in, t- 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 okay, yes, cool, fine. The hoop call team of the week, as chosen by K dot. <laughs> what you So this this team's been on a tear for last week. Uh, 
got three and oh as Michael Trentopi said. And um yeah, it's just really hard to ignore. Uh, they've overall gone uh they're on an eight game winning streak. They're looking like they're they're really, really up for the fight. They've added a few few bits and pieces, but really interesting to see where they where they seed. And uh, the Hoop Calls team of the week, the uh, weekend in the 25th of the 26th of March, <laughs> is the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks. I'm glad you said that, but the next. They got, they, they gone back to back, I believe. I'm pretty they sure. I'm pretty sure. They were definitely up there. Up. We I'm should know this, guys. I, listeners, I know we should know this. <laughs> right? I know we should know this. Let's just not I just can't get into remember. it. Listen, it doesn't matter. Each each ward is is discreet and different. The Jazz did it earlier in the year. Milwaukee, I think, have gone back to that. Listen, you tell us. And I can't deny that. I, I'm just so happy the Bucks are looking half decent. Hold on, the Bucks are second. The, back, the Bucks are second seed. Why do I, why do I, refre- yeah, yeah. I just refreshed it and Bucks are second seed. Yeah, they're second, yeah. They just play. Oh. No, <laughs> no. When I, when I, yeah, it was third earlier. Maybe, maybe their win loss record or something, or something updated. Something, something yeah. updated. I'm so happy though. Unless this is some sort of glitch. I just, I like Giannis, the Yoruba freak. Um, I want them to do well. <laughs> I want them to do well. Respect Milwaukee. I think they will. I think they will. I just, I don't, I don't see it. A Brooklyn are just too good. It's just the way Brooklyn are bullying good teams. They, I would they, like to see a, a taster before the, the playoffs, um, like full full nets, full full bucks. Uh, full nets is a wrap. So it'll be it'll be like a playoff game. Full nets is a wrap though. Full nets, it's, it's a hard, it's hard look, Yeah, it's hard looking past. I don't know how they're just like. Listen, let's not talk about this again. Listen, guys, thank you very much for listening. We really enjoyed it. There's going to be more trade talk. Even by the time this gets released, it's going to be out of date. There's going to be more trade talk, which we will obviously address. Looking forward to the buyout market. Um, next Monday, we're dropping the. Next Monday, we're going to drop the bonus episode. But in the meantime, I'll start drip feeding some of the content on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, have a happy, happy week. We'll see you next week. Podcast at thehoopcall.com. It is 07379481528 if you want us on mobile. And it's at the hoop call on socials. Get in touch. Other than that, I'm going to wish a very good evening to my co-hosts. I'll just, I'll just say about the games on over the weekend as yeah, well. Go for it, go for it, mate. Uh, there's none, well, no early game Saturday. Okay. Uh, Sunday is 6 p.m. Phoenix Suns versus the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, that's the mellow. If you asked ask me a week ago, yeah, I would have been, way. hell yeah. I think it'll still be a good game. Yeah, put some respect on Scary Terry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See the, you know, you know, you must have heard about the, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, uh, their, their announcer. It was the other day, it was like right at the end, Rogier lobbed it up to to Bridges, who slammed it down. The buzzer had just gone. He was like, oh my God, Terry! So if you get a chart, put, well. put it on the IG. Put it on the IG. Put it on the IG. But if you get... Um, if you get a if you get a chance to watch that game and it's at the Hornets as well and you listen to them go 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're enough just to watch the game. Love that. Love that. Right, gentlemen, thank you very much. Really appreciated it. Been a pleasure. We will see each other again next week. And we'll talk probably very shortly in what's that group? Peace. Peace. Boop, 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 boop.